celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, for which we cannot live without. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable. The very gracious dog father, Joey Volani. Animal communicator, Joey Turner. And Wendy Diamond is MIA, is that correct? She, she is. And, you know, I just wanted to say that we got Doc Halligan today for Doc Dr. Halligan Debbie. Doc Halligan in yes. for Dr. Debbie. She's on vacation. The infamous Doc Halligan. Yeah. She's your buddy, isn't she, Joey Volani? That's, yeah. That's that's my that's my bud. That's um, We did a lot of work together. Groomer has it. Dogs 101. Um, a lot of, you know, stuff. Some crazy stuff. We tried to do our own show a few times together. That was getting she's picked awesome. up and didn't. And Yeah. But she's a lot of fun. She's, um, she's you'll see. She's a, she's and a she's pet. single. She's single and looking. Single. <laughs> And good yeah, looking. She, well, Is that single and careful, men. She'll, she'll eat. She'll listen. I've seen her go through men left and right. She eats them up. Um, <laughs> the West out. Coast men. I told her she needs an East Coast guy because that's all I can handle. Because you West Coast <laughs> right. men are, aren't as you know as strong as we are. Because um, once and, she um, neuters a man, she's done deal. with him for good. Speaking of good friends, your good friend Artist Knox, who you elected as Groomer of the Year in. Yeah. Uh, What's going Groomer on? Groomer has him? it, Joey. It looks like uh, he's busted. I, I, he, he looks like he's pyro of the year. Um, yeah. He I was, don't know. It's a shame. It's a shame. I hope it's not true. Um, but, you know. He uh, was arrested Friday night in uh, Los Angeles or Pasadena for arson and setting kidding. fire that caused a $200,000 uh, damages to a carport and vehicles parked inside. This apparently is not his first arrest for arson. Is that correct, Joey? Well, there's. A, I don't know if it's not his first arrest, but he's been under investigation. And um, one, I, I actually know the people that are involved in it. Um, after he won Groomer Has It, went to work for them. And um, um, he was involved in the investigation. And um, I think it's still ongoing. So wow. I think that this is actually going to stir a lot of stuff up in that old investigation as well. But um, it's just strange because it's a lot of fires have gone on around him. You know, his, his, his salon, his mother's house. And, you know, and I'm not saying anything that I shouldn't be, but I'm um, not we'll Pointing fingers, but um, it's just very, very strange. How's his business doing? Do you know? Ever since he won Groomer Has It, I would imagine he he's has pretty good business, right? Yeah, he has. Gr- you know, he started out like a house on fire, and and, and then I, I really didn't follow it. <laughs> wow, that that just came out by itself. Um, you you really um, are the dog father. <laughs> well, I'll let you. I'll reassure everybody that's listening right now to Animal Radio that all of us do not have any uh, records or uh, well. Most all of us don't have any records, and we're eligible to answer your questions, and we don't start I have a record. Do you have a record? I once stuck an old lady in a post box without a stamp. Ah, there you go. Okay. It's all coming out now. Yeah, lots of bad boys on Animal Radio. Stacy, our bad girl, what's up in your world? If your dog swallowed 150 bucks or even 300 bucks, would you turn him upside down and try and get it to fall out of his stomach? Heck yeah. You remember, I, you know what? I, when I was a kid, I swallowed a penny. I remember my family turned me upside down. They stuffed me with bagels, turned me upside down, and tried to make me pop up the penny. Well, the penny came out. And so did this dog who uh, swallowed 150 bucks. The, the money came out. I'll tell you about it. They recovered some of it, about $100 of it. It's all coming up. <laughs> At least something's Hi, coming up on Animal Radio News. <laughs> Here's that hundred I owe you, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll take it. Also on the show today, Allison Eastwood, who is the uh, daughter daughter of Clint Eastwood, the mm-hmm. chair talking guy. 
<laughs> That's his new reputation. That's huh? it. You going to tell her that you're not a Clint Eastwood fan anymore? Are you going to tell her that? I don't know. I really don't know. I, I'll tell you, I was a big Clint Eastwood fan until he started talking to chairs. Yeah, what Joey? Talking to chairs. What's Clint, what, I, I, really? You know that, really? Uh, that, really? That, that, uh, con- at the Republican convention when he pretended the president was in the chair? Obama? Oh, okay. That's what we're talking about. Okay. All right. <laughs> His daughter will be on the show today, Allison Eastwood. She has a brand new television show. I got to check out the trailer last night. Or was it the... Uh, it was actually a whole show. It wasn't the trailer. But right. they were out uh, busting people that had monkeys and lions and tigers. Wild animals. All kinds of wild animals. It's called Animal Intervention. That's on Nat Geo, mm-hmm. the new animal people, planet. Those, yeah. You know, those people are sick. They really are. You should hear some of the stories. Hopefully, she'll share them with us. Also on the show today, another friend of yours, Jesus, Joey Volani. He knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody. Lori Hess, who is a bird expert. She deals with birds. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and in for Dr. Debbie, the much-deserved vacationing Dr. Debbie, we have Doc Halligan this week. Coming on the show in just a few minutes, Allison Eastwood, the daughter of Clint Eastwood. She has a brand-new television show on, uh, what is it, Nat Geo? Yes, Nat Geo Wild. Notice how Nat Geo has turned into the new animal planet, doing a fine job at it, too. Yeah, they are. Better Great than the shows. old. Yeah. Uh, love it. i got to get on there yeah. somehow. You should. We should figure <laughs> well, it out for you. Go pay them a visit, you know, give them an offer they can't refuse. <laughs> That's all you got on this show. Hey, Stace, what are you working on? Well, we're getting close to Halloween, so we might as well throw in a graveyard story. This dog has been sitting in a graveyard for six years Ooh. next oh. to his owner. The owner's buried there, by the way. I'll tell you all about it. It's amazing. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Dog loyalty. You got to love that there. Oh man, it's 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 special and unique. We should have a dog president. We should have a that's a good idea. I think yeah. I will yes. write a dog president in this year. Ladybug. Even maybe Ladybug. Be, I think a cat would be a better president. Probably. A cat cat would be a better president. <laughs> yeah. Hey Why? Jack. How you doing, Jack? Hey, yeah, I'm good, Alan. How are you? Very good. Would you mind a write-in president for a dog? Ladybug has my vote. Yay! Hey, there you go. Woo-hoo, I think this will catch you. up. Hey, what's going on? I understand you want to talk to Alan. I'm a over-the-road truck driver, and I'm trying to find a dog that will match being able to stay in the truck for long periods of time and ride, and at the same time that will match my personality, which is, uh, I can be a type A personality, if that means anything, but I can also be very active and very fun out of the truck for sport activities and and just pretty laid back and having fun. Well, see, you, you answered your own question, Jack. It all depends on how much exercise. Any dog, let me tell you, dogs are pack animals, so they, the idea of having your dog with you most of the time, if not all the time, is wonderful to a dog, the fact that he's going to get to be with you. So, you know, any dog will do. It just all depends on, you know, the level of activity. You know, like basset hounds and beagles, cocker spaniels, uh, English bulldogs, they're kind of lazy. Uh, older dogs, too, is a good choice if you don't want to uh, spend too much time exercising. But if you do, 
any kind of shepherd, and do you want the dog to protect your truck? That's another question you could ask yourself. So if you want a dog like that, any kind of German shepherd mix, you know, a German shepherd mix with a dobe or a lab or an Airedale or a husky, uh, blue healers are protective dogs. They're very smart, unbelievably smart. They're easy to train. Uh, they're usually not big barkers. So you just got to ask yourself what you want in a dog and then just go to work on finding the dog with a, with the right personality and that might take you a little time. I mean, don't go by looks, go by personality. You know, the dog that you see that is mellowed out and can stare at you for a long time, has a long attention span. But just about any dog is gonna, is just gonna think it's wonderful to be with you in that truck, my friend. And, and it's really cool that you want to get a dog. Dude, I'm looking for something that's, you know, a riding companion, probably 25, 30 pounds. And yeah, I, out of the truck, but when we're in the yeah, truck, any, of course, I've got to do work. So. I'll tell you what, man, a blue healer or a um, any kind of blue healer mix would be an incredible choice because you will be amazed at how much fun they are to be around. They're very, very smart. Matter of fact, if you get a chance, go on YouTube or go on the Internet and look up a dog named Skidboot. He's a blue healer. He's kind of old now, but he's got a <laughs> fantastic owner, and, and that dog will amaze you. He's He's a genius dog. Okay, can you spell that name for me? Skid boot, you know, like skid and boot. Those two oh, words. Okay. Skid. Okay. Hey, hey, what are you hauling, my friend? What are you usually hauling that truck? Uh, actually, I just got home for three days off, but I was so, in Greenbrier, West Virginia, and I haul, haul about everything. Man, I, what you do is so difficult. Thanks for bringing us all our stuff, my friend. We love you. I love you guys every Sunday, man. Thanks for we'll listening. We appreciate bringing, huh? bringing the information to us. We try to do our best as you bring all the stuff that we need to us. We love you, you man. You know, without you, there's no Sunday dinner at Joey's house. There's no meatballs. There's no pasta. There's nothing. Or contraband. <laughs> oh, and Thanksgiving, it gets worse. <laughs> no Thanksgiving. Take care, <laughs> my friend. Thanks for uh, answering my question and taking time to have me on the radio with you. Okay, and if you get that dog, take a picture and send it to us. We always like to see the new additions to the Animal Radio family. Appreciate it, Jack, for your call, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 We have, uh, sorry about that, Alan, Leslie on the phone. Hey, Leslie, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. I understand you want to talk to Joy Turner. I'd love to. She's right here. Great. How may I help you today? Um, my cat, Lucky Puck, he's 10 years old. Um, about a week ago, he discovered that the cat door, which I've had taped up for a long time. He's an indoor cat. He discovered that it was loose, and he got out and found the joys of being outside. He has no outdoor skills, so I'd like you to see if if he's willing to be trained to go on a harness, then I'm willing to work with him, but that's the only way I'll even consider it. Okay, well, he's going to have a real argument with you about this, Leslie, because his impression is he may not have previous outside experience. However, he is a cat, and he can learn. And in his mind, being on a harness is just out of his question. That's just not a thing he's even really willing to think about, because then he may as well not even be outside. He really wants to be outside loose. He thinks he can learn everything he needs to learn, and he wants to know what your problem is with that. My problem is, is that I'm his primary caretaker, and he isn't even calm inside the house. He isn't even relaxed when someone comes over in a safe setting. So I'm wondering, how does he anticipate taking care of himself unchaperoned outside? He says, well, maybe he should back up a step here and, and tell you something that he's been feeling since he found about the cat door. He's tired of being what he considers basically a fraidy cat. And 
he feels right now like the outside is his natural environment and the inside is his unnatural environment. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like interacting with a child. Yes, I understand that. And you're um, like Mayor Bloomberg and, taking away his large pop. Yeah, he just doesn't understand why he can't do this with his life because he thinks up until this point he's done the things that you've wanted him to do. Um, well, that's not exactly true. This is like talking to a child. It is exactly, yeah, exactly. Do you have any suggestions? Well, we can try to make a compromise mm-hmm. with him. And the kind of compromise I would suggest is we can talk to him and tell him if you are willing to try it on a leash, see how he is outside on a leash with you. And he says, by the way, you make him nervous in that situation because of your fear. So you're going to have to get a handle on your fear Mm -hmm. and make the compromise of if he'll do the leash thing for a while, if you can get comfortable with seeing that you're going to be less afraid, and he's going to be less afraid, then you can let him out. And let me explain to you how you might want to do this. You could teach him to be on the harness inside, Mm -hmm. teach him to be on a lead inside, take him outside with both of those so that none of that is new to him. Be with him, but go where he wants. So it isn't like you're trying to direct him. And then what I would suggest, and is in fact something I did with my two kitties when they first came to me I did the same thing but I got a flex lead you know one of the leads that roll in and out I staked it down to the ground and I put it somewhere where I was sure they couldn't get wrapped up in bushes or something and I watched them from inside the window um, so he's he's willing to try that if you are um, I have to think that over the other thing so, is you, you might you might try listening to Frank Sinatra's My Way with him lots and, and just get into it with him <laughs> thank you for your call Leslie good luck with that one 405 8405 this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pet Stay it's a unique program for guests and their four-legged friends available at Flamingos Bally's Harrah's Resorts in Las Vegas Pet Stay includes the food the water dish the sleeping mat dog treats even specialty room service you can find out more details at caesars.com slash Pet Stay Las Vegas head on out there tonight you can enjoy the 7th annual Pure Aloha Festival and concerts. Hey, that's the closest to Hawaii I'm going to get, I think. Melikaliki Makamakaku. Let's go. Concierge desk, this is Amanda. Yes, I can recommend a great place for a walk. Flamingo, Bally's, and Harrah's Las Vegas are rolling out four-star treatment for our four-legged friends. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. The dog days are here. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash Vegas or call 800-427-7247. Okay, we're back, and I have some exciting news for sports fans out there. Or, if you like to go to concerts or theater, this is for you, too. I'd love to take my two sons to a football game, but jeez, have you seen the prices of those tickets? But I've discovered a new site called ScoreBig.com, and get this. You can get tickets to NFL, baseball, NBA, always below box office price guaranteed. It turns out that all the venues want their events to look like they're sold out. This scorebig.com grabs the unsold tickets and sells them at huge discounts. So you can save up to 60% on VIP tickets. And there's even more exciting news because I have a promo code right here for radio listeners. Get more than one ticket at scorebig.com right now and you'll save at least $30 guaranteed. Wow! Now this is a limited time offer, so don't wait. The only way to save at least $30 on two tickets or more is to go to scorebig.com and type in the promo code 9393 at checkout. That's scorebig.com. 
promo code 9393. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. It's Animal Radio, my friend. 1-866-405-8405. Toll free to the Dream Team. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and in for Dr. Debbie this week, Doc Halligan. Oh, I like this. It's a lot of fun. I mean, being with Joey, be, you know. I noticed there's a lot of similarities between Doc Halligan and Doc Debbie. Like, they uh, both are neuter happy. They both <gasps> like the smells of uh, weird things. Uh-huh. But uh, let's, uh, mm-hmm. I believe we have Martha. Hey, Martha, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Ortonville, Michigan. Ortonville? Ortonville? Ortonville. Yeah, it's it's like a suburb of Detroit, northern Oakland County. Oh, well, I understand you have a question for Doc Halligan. Yes, I do. What's going on? Yeah, I'm having a lot of problem with fleas. I have an English setter rescue dog, and Mm -hmm. I've used Frontline on her up till now, mostly during the summer every month, but the Frontline doesn't seem to be working at all anymore, just... Um, they just keep coming back. As soon as I use it, they they're there again. So okay. I how, now, how many pets in the household? Oh, I have her and a Doberman, and we treat okay. both of them. You do okay. Oh yeah. And um, do you ha- do you wash either of them after you've put the uh, front no. on or your flea product on? No. Do you, you wait to wash them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's always worked. Like the past three years, it's worked just great. And for some reason this year, uh, she's come in all the time with just picking up fleas from the backyard. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seems well, to be. Fleas are frustrating. What um, people don't understand, the adult flea population is only 5%. Of the fleas that you're going to see, the rest, the 95% rest are in egg larvae and pupae. So what can happen is those can build up over time in your yard and you won't see them. And they will lie dormant for up to two years. And then when the temperature's right and the humidity, they'll just hatch. So what can happen? And are you using the Frontline or the Frontline Plus? Frontline Plus. The plus. Okay, so you, at least you are using the one with the S-methoprene that kills the eggs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can, you know, end up having an infestation if you have two dogs in a yard um, if you're not treating all year round. I used to have the problem with my two cats, mm-hmm. um, and I would only treat, you know, during the summer months. And then I started for the past year and a half. I've done it religiously every three weeks. I don't even go the four weeks. And oh. that really seemed to work. Yeah, because, like I said, s- most of the flea population is in egg larvae or pupae they have the same lifestyle same life cycle as a butterfly and so um you really have to work on uh, eradicating those other forms and that would be just using it every single month now that can be expensive but there is a generic form of the 
Frontline, and it's called Pet Armor. They sell it at Target, Walmart, and it's half the price. So if you're having trouble with the fleas, you, you really have to start using it, both dogs, Every three weeks, no washing in between, religiously. And it takes about a good three to four months before you'll stop seeing the fleas. Wow. No washing, even with this flea shampoo? Um, no. See, and, you know, they, their claims are, oh, yeah, it's waterproof, and it's not. Um, it definitely decreases the efficacy if you wash the dogs. So what you do is wash both of the dogs and then put the flea product on and then wait three weeks and and apply it again. Now, if for some reason you have to wash them, it's okay to reapply it in two weeks. It won't hurt them because really? it's a really, yeah, it's really safe. People don't realize I work in the shelters and we put it on little newborn kittens and puppies. It it stays in the hair follicle. It does not go into the skin, and it doesn't go into their bloodstream. So it's extremely oh. safe. Okay. So um, you don't have to worry about that. But um, it, it does wash off, and so I find that you, you really have to um, be diligent about it um, every three to four weeks and keep going all year round, and then you'll get rid of all the fleas. Mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, opinions about it, Frontline? Uh, I have been using the generic Frontline on my cats for a year and a half, and I love it. In oh. fact, one of my cats, Kinky, when I would put it on her, sh- the Frontline, she would run around like it was stinging her, but the Pet Armor has a different solvent in it, so she seems to tolerate it better. So I just think, you know, the, the Pet Armor at Walmart or Target, just get it and use it. Um, but you have to make sure you mark it on your calendar, because if you go... Longer than four weeks, even oh. one day, it, oh, you'll have a problem. Yeah, it's very um, time specific. Okay, and I think thank yeah. You. And if they're not resistant to it, we have a lot of people coming in now saying the same thing. But but it's just I think a matter of using it properly. All right, thank you for your information. I appreciate it. Good okay, luck with that, welcome. Martha. We mm-hmm. appreciate your call at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Judy's holding up the frolic head bundle to me now. We're going to do right it now. now. Okay, let's give away a Frolic Cat bundle. It includes the Bolt, which is an interactive laser toy that provides hours of fun for you and your feline. I can speak as a testimonial. I spent several hours playing with this. Hold the Bolt in your hand and place it on a flat surface and watch your cat pounce, chase, and bat at exciting laser patterns. The bundle also includes the Frolic Cat Twitch, which automatically bounces and swings an enticing teaser toy. Uh, Joey's been playing with that during the show. You know what the coolest thing about this was? And I, and, I, and I told him when I seen them in Vegas was it looks so good that you can actually leave it out. Um, like if you, if you had um, company or something. It looks like not, it was you know, an Apple you, product. You know, it looks like it does. It, yeah, it looks... It looks, you're, you're right. It looks like, like, like it's an offspring of an iPod or something. Also includes the Frolic Cat Dart, which is an automatic rotating laser light toy. It provides hours of fun. Learn more at frolicat.com. Call me now at 1-866-405-8405, and I have one for you. Do you watch Animal Practice? Any of you watch Animal Practice, the new show? Uh, is that on NBC? I don't know. Has it been on yet? Yes, it just started. That, no, I think that's an Animal Planet show, is it not? No, it's on. No, it's on. It follows... The- uh, I think the voices. I haven't yeah. seen wow. it. PETA says it's not funny. And, of course, I, I get all my TV reviews from PETA. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. PETA so doesn't they don't think it. anything's funny. Yeah. PETA's not yeah. funny. I mean, they're, they're no, so, they're they got that pole stuck up their behind. They're blasting the show, saying that uh, the whole thing with the animals is 
encouraging people to go out and get monkeys and all of that, you know, because they're showing it on TV. Oh, give me a break. Yeah, people are so stupid, they don't know, you know, that they shouldn't go out and get a monkey. They need PETA to tell them. (laughs) Yep. Hey, you know, I got a monkey story. My uncle had a monkey when I was a kid. Really? And for whatever reason, the monkey hated me, hated me. I would come in a room, and the monkey would shake the friggin' cage and show its teeth. So one day they decided, you know what, walk the monkey. The monkey, um, if, you, if you walk the monkey, I was like three, four years old, and they put the monkey on a harness. The monkey would walk with everyone. Well, the monkey walked about two steps, climbed up the leash, and bit me on the arm. Oh. Okay, so oh, that was my gosh. monkey experience. And he had a pool, and the monkey jumped in a pool to try to get at me. So the monkey just didn't like me. But that's <laughs> Too much competition. Wow. <laughs> I wanted a monkey, but uh, Judy didn't want me no, to get a monkey. No, no, I don't want any animal that can accurately throw its feces at me. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a good sh- point. They can shoot other things, too. Yep. Yeah. That's But true. I will say, everybody should have a monkey story. Well, do you have a monkey story for us? I don't. I'm very sad that I don't have a monkey story. I want to adopt a monkey story. Not a monkey, just a monkey just story. Just a monkey story. Yeah. On the show in just a few minutes, Lori Hess, who is a bird expert. You've seen her on, uh, I believe, Good Day Today, uh, Fox's uh, Business News. News, faithful friend, animal plant. You've seen her on TV. She deals with birds. Has she ever dealt with your bird, Joey? You know what? No, she hasn't dealt with my bird because my wife is always around. <laughs> anyway, no, she hasn't. Um, I've actually, um, you know what? If you sit down and talk to her about birds, she's really, really smart. She gave me a lot of tips with my bird about changing diet and everything, and it definitely helped. She's, um, She knows a lot about them. Now, is it true that she uh, has a crush on you? I don't know about that, but it was something strange happened. Something in the fishy deal. going on. That's that's really that's. I'm not going to say any more than that. Okay. But um, you know, Can I just, I just, you know, my wife basically said, "Hey, um, was that woman hitting on you?" And um, for some reason, I thought so too. But you know. <laughs> Can, can I just say, Joey, your wife is the most sweetest, most adorable woman in the world. You most are so tolerant. lucky. Yeah, she really is. Very tolerant, pal. Everyone says, no one says that about me. Everyone says, oh, your wife is so sweet. How about me? I'm not sweet. I'm not adorable. Come on. Uh, Joey, you're adorable. You're adorable. Thank your you. wife is lucky to have you. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. That's right. And I, I tell her that every day. one 405 We're lucky to have you right now. This is Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Six months after adopting their dog, a Michigan couple noticed that their chocolate lab, Remington, didn't seem to be as playful. Kelly and Scott Cornelise said their usually active dog didn't seem to want to play or even move. Scott noticed what he thought might be a lump, possibly a broken rib, and brought Remington to the vet. Imagine their surprise when an x-ray showed an eight-and-a-half-inch aluminum arrow shaft lodged in Remington's chest. The arrow, which might have been there for some time, had entered just under his armpit, just missing his heart. Scott and Kelly couldn't afford the operation, but their vet, Dr. Stephen Hardin, donated his services for the unusual case and removed the arrow. Remington is now on his way to recovery, thanks to their vet with a big heart. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. 
Okay, we're back, and I have some exciting news for sports fans out there. Or, if you like to go to concerts or theater, this is for you, too. I'd love to take my two sons to a football game, but jeez, have you seen the prices of those tickets? But I've discovered a new site called scorebig.com, and get this, you can get tickets to NFL, baseball, NBA, always below box office price, guaranteed. It turns out that all the venues want their events to look like they're sold out. This scorebig.com grabs the unsold tickets and sells them at huge discounts, so you can save up to 60% on VIP tickets. And there's even more exciting news because I have a promo code right here for radio listeners. Get more than one ticket at scorebig.com right now and you'll save at least $30 guaranteed. Wow! Now this is a limited time offer, so don't wait. The only way to save at least $30 on two tickets or more is to go to scorebig.com and type in the promo code 9393 at checkout. That's scorebig.com, promo code 9393. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. There's a Florida couple who doesn't seem to have any need for a piggy bank, since their 10-year-old beagle, Arnie, appears to be more than willing to fill the role of money holder. Although I'm not so sure I'd want him to be holding my money. Corey and Hope O'Kelly tell the Tampa Bay Times their dog has twice swallowed hundreds of dollars in cash. Now, the first incident occurred about seven years ago. Arnie devoured 150 bucks that they left out on a coffee table. The Kellys were able to recover $100 after it passed through the dog's system. Hmm, was it all in quarters? How did they get dollar bills out of their out of that dog's system? I guess we don't really want to know that, do we? Not a good image, huh? Anyway, they weren't as lucky when Arnie came back for a second expensive meal last month. They say he took 300 bucks out of Hope's purse and apparently ripped it to shreds before he ate it. But even as a couple tries to piece the bills back together, they say they can't stay mad at Arnie. Corey explains that they're used to the dog being just a little weird, doing kind of quirky stuff. There's a British owner who had a 55-year-old parrot. Says her feathered friend left this world on a rather appropriate note. Nina Morgan told the son that the final word that was uttered by Tarboo, her African gray parrot, was, Cheerio! Morgan says it was quite part of his standard goodnight message, but she had a feeling something wasn't right this time around. She explained that Tarboo sounded weaker than usual and definitely knew something was wrong when he failed to greet her the next morning with his typical, Hello, my darling. (laughs) Do you think I sound like a parrot? I think I do a good imitation. She says the bird offered a few little squeaks but died a few moments later. Uh, Morgan says Tarboo, who reportedly was the world's oldest living parrot, gave her years of laughter. 
He's now buried in her garden underneath a Royal Air Force flag in honor of her late husband, who was an RAF pilot. I guess uh, she had a thing for things that flew. A faithful dog refusing to leave his master, even though he's been at his side for six years in a graveyard. An Argentina newspaper reports that this dog ran away from home after his owner died in 2006. Well, a week later, the man's family found the German shepherd wailing by his owner's grave. They say they had never taken the dog to the cemetery, so they're amazed that he even found it. The cemetery's director says six years ago, the dog wandered around until he identified the correct grave. Since then, he sometimes walks around during the day, but always returns to lie on top of it at night. It's sad, but it's kind of creepy, too, isn't it? To think this dog's running around the graveyard and he still knows his owner? I I guess it's the scent. Maybe he can smell him from the grave. Hopefully they bathe the guy before they put him under. I'm Stacey Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. ScoopFree is the litter box that cleans itself, so you don't have to. ScoopFree automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave ScoopFree alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. Vetricin, a one-stop wound and skin care product that will not harm healthy tissue. Vetricin is great for hot spots, cuts, scratches, and even rashes. Vetricin is non-toxic and is safe for puppies and kittens. This safe, easy-to-apply product makes caring for your pet's wounds or irritations easy. Be sure to have some on hand at all times. Great for the dog park and traveling. Visit Vetricin's Facebook page to see how you can win free product. For more information, go to Vetricin.com. That's V-E-T-E-R-I-C-Y-N.com. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Some nights I can't get to sleep. Some nights I can't stay asleep. With Unisom, I can do both. Unisom sleep tabs are clinically proven to help you fall asleep 33% faster and keep you asleep longer, so you get a more restful night's sleep. Made with an ingredient not found in other leading sleep aids, Unisom sleep tabs are safe and non-habit-forming. Just one pill takes the uncertainty out of bedtime, giving you the sleep you need. So I wake up ready to go. Unisom sleep tabs. Fall asleep faster. Sleep longer. Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets, toll free, 
1-866-405-8405 to connect with animal communicator Joey Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, or in for Dr. Debbie this week, Doc Halligan. You having fun, Doc? I'm having a blast. I mean, anytime I'm this close to Joey, yeah. you know, it just, <laughs> uh, what can I say? I've, if I could set the scene in the studio right now, the lights are dim and you can see, you could almost cut the tension between Joey and Doc Halligan. I, I want to put out some candles or something. Yeah. You two have worked you together should. before. Right? Some champagne works. There like you that. go. And yeah, we go way back. And I think in our previous life, we were connected. Not sure how. But Siamese twins connected? Could be. <laughs> could be. Yeah, by the, by the neck. <laughs> no, we're yin and yang, right? Yin and yang. yang. Who's yin and who's yang? <laughs> what a cute couple. I think couple. I'm yang. Oh, we are. It's too bad he's married, you know. It's a good thing he's married. His wife you is know, always could, getting jealous of all these women. Tell you that yeah, way. he's a sexy guy, he is right? Very sexy. Look at him, you know. If I was a, a guy, I'd never I'd seen be Joey over blush yeah. like that. <laughs> oh no! When we did Groomer has it, they were like, "Come on, you guys, just like go do it and get it over with." Okay, <laughs> they really did. They thought they, they really they thought did. we had they something did. going on. And, um, yeah. The yeah. only thing that we had going on is I was like, I, I had to separate the judges. The, 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 her and the and our other judge Xavier didn't get we along didn't all that we well, and I. I had to mediate, and one time I said, come on, we're all going to go in the same room, we're going to mediate it, and it got out of control, and I didn't mediate anything, I just kind of walked away and let the fight begin, and you can't fight with Karen. I would give him like Snicker bars, Snickers bars, and so then that's how, yeah, that's how it started, and then, you know, it just snowballed. Joey, you also know our next guest, too, Lori Hess, don't you? I actually met Lori through through Doc. Um, we all yeah. we all um, had dinner one night in, in Manhattan, and um, my bird wasn't eating the right stuff um, to keep um, at her age um, properly. Um, I guess have the proper nutrition. So um, you know, Doctor Hess actually helped me out and got my bird off mostly seed onto Nutriberries and um, putting um, a um, a light ultraviolet light in in with the bird. And um, I think it's ultraviolet, but it's a special bird light. That, um, but it made a big difference. You got a happy bird my bird's now. feathers. Yeah. yeah, I got a happy bird. Well, you've seen her on WPIX's morning show, CBS's show, The Doctors, uh, Good Day, Street Talk. We welcome to the show Lori Hess. Hi, Lori. How are you doing? Hi. Good. Thank you. Where are we calling you today? I'm in New York. I'm in the suburbs of just outside New York City. The burbs. Fun. How many mm-hmm. birds do you have? Four at home right now and two at my animal hospital, so six. Now, is your animal hospital all birds or is it small animals, too? It's birds and exotic animals, so exotic. all kinds of stuff. Ferrets and rabbits and rodents and reptiles and amphibians and crazy stuff like sugar gliders and hedgehogs. Oh, my. There's no dogs or cats. Well, hedgehogs. That has, hedgehogs have to be cool, right? I know. They're very cool. A lot of people have these exotic animals. What's the most exotic animal you've ever had to deal with? People love to ask that question. Um... Well, years ago, I worked with primates. I don't do that anymore because they're very, very difficult to work with. Uh, I would say in recent years, we had a really, really large Nile monitor. It's a really big reptile, really big lizard. It was about five to six feet long, and it actually came from Pennsylvania all the way to my animal hospital in New York because it was a kidney failure. Wow. And it was like working with something that wouldn't fit on your table. So uh, it was a lot of fun, a little crazy. We were just talking about this a few minutes ago. I wanted a primate. I wanted a monkey. And, in fact, we'll be talking to Allison Eastwood in just a few minutes about her new program called Animal Intervention on Nat Geo, where she, she goes after a few people that have monkeys. At their homes, at their, as pets. Yeah. I did house calls for a number of years, and I used to see monkeys in homes. And 
they're just really not appropriate for a house or a house pet. Um, they're really intelligent, and they're wild animals, and they can be dangerous, and it's really not even fair to keep them cooped up in a house. So I really don't recommend them as pets for a house. My wife said that she didn't want an animal that could throw its crap at me. Really. <laughs> Well, it's at like, you maybe, but not at her. Yeah. Joey, do you do that? Yes. Um, when I get mad, I throw. <laughs> you throw your poop. Yes. I kind of yeah, thought. I yeah. I do. You're like yeah. an animal, isn't he, Lori? He's like an yeah, animal. We'll have to talk to your wife about that. We'll get back to you on that. <laughs> what were you doing with Joey's birds? What were wrong with his birds? Well, like many other bird owners, Joey's bird was eating a bunch of seed and other things that we used to suggest years and years ago that we know now isn't really the best thing for them. Really? And, yeah. We we know a lot more about birds. 20 years later than we did 20 years ago. And um, part of what I do all day long is try to educate people about how to better take care of their birds and other exotic pets. We get a lot of uh, truckers that travel around with their sugar gliders. And i got to tell you, I'd never heard of a sugar glider oh, before yeah. this show. <laughs> but I see dozens and dozens of sugar gliders all the time. Is it the new thing? Yeah, I, I mean, they've been around for a while, but there's definitely, in the past year or two, a wave of uh, sugar glider interest going on. I mean, they're marsupials, so they're in the same family as kangaroos and wallabies, and they have a little pouch. People liken them to flying squirrels, but they're really not in the squirrel family. But um, they look kind of like little squirrels in the sense that they have a little body like that and a little tail, but they have a fold of skin that extends from their side out to their wrist, so it looks like when they open up, they look like a kite, and they kind of glide between things. They so they do fly. Things. They do yeah. fly. Cool. Oh, oh, wow. yeah. So are, are, they, are they like affectionate, like having a dog or, oh, or yeah. a cat? Oh, yeah, they're really affectionate. They're really, really social. In fact, we recommend usually people have them in pairs. Uh, males and females do great together as long as you're new to them, and, and they're really fun. How big are they? How big are they? Um, they're small. They fit in the palm of your hand. Ooh, I want And um, just because they're used to being in a pouch, the owners actually get these little zip-up pockets that look like, I don't know, maybe six by six inches, a little pouch with a zipper. That That's where they sleep. They hang out in the pouch, How and you cool. wear it around your neck like a, like a little bag around your neck. And that's how you travel around with them. Well, now, do they need to be in a cage, or how does that work? Yeah, they typically hang out in a cage at home, um, and it has to be escape-proof because they're very good at getting out. But you can travel with them and take them out, and they're just very interactive, very, very active little pets. What do they eat? Um, they really eat a variety of things. They need some fruits and vegetables. They need some protein. They actually eat some insects. And um, interestingly, the one problem that we see with them is that people just give them a lot of fruit, thinking sugar glider, you know, that they do eat some fruit because they're, they're Australian. But uh, fruit is not enough for them, and we see a lot of problems like low calcium makes them tremor or they don't get enough protein and they can get really sick. So nutritional problems are a really big deal with them. I guess that's a problem with all the exotic animals, I guess, the diet, right? Because um, it, really it seems like yeah. something that, um, that most um, people just don't know enough about. We don't, don't know enough about canine diet, so never mind, you know, exotic pets. That's right, and what we know now is so much different, and unfortunately, a lot of people like you, Joey, I mean, you know, people go to the pet store, or they go to a, a breeder who's not as educated, perhaps, and they get seed for their birds, and everyone thinks, oh, birds eat seed. Well, they do eat some seed, but that's not really enough for them, so we know that we have to work on their diet to make sure there's a balance. Um, and a lot of the diseases that we see in exotic pets, whether it's reptiles or birds or mammals of any kind, are due to inappropriate diet. And they're man-made diseases because if they were in the wild, they wouldn't have them. We just got a text here at our Twitter account, rather. We got a tweet. Someone wants to know, is a sugar glider a good pet for a child? For a very young child, I probably wouldn't recommend a sugar glider. It really depends on the child. I would say, you know, a teenage child, a, a tween, maybe. Um, little children, they can be, you know, these animals move very quickly and they get startled quickly and 
Um, they can nip if they're afraid. So I would say not for a very young child, but, you know, a, a teenager, yes. What's at your website? I want to give that out. We're running out of time here. Avion Exotics, Exotics Vets. Yeah, it's Avian, A-V is a Victor, I-A-N is a Nancy. Exotics with an S on the end, vet.com, avianexoticsvet.com. Wonderful. I head on over there. I wish we had more time. Thank you so much for taking time to join us today. Well, thank you for having me. Lori Hess joining us. URLs to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. Hey there, animal lovers. Vinny Penn, your party animal on Animal Radio. Uh, on a recent installment, I told you guys about the beloved family dog, Cruiser. We had uh, several pets in my house growing up. Uh, Cruiser probably is the, the, the one on the biggest pedestal. He was a mini, a mini schnauzer. Yes, all you guys out there with German shepherds and beautiful labs and Rottweilers are thinking, wow, Vinnie Pedd had a mini schnauzer. But I'll tell you, he was, uh, he was awfully cool, even though what I'm about to tell you uh, might make you question that even more. Uh, nonetheless, told you about Cruiser recently. And ironically enough, right after that installment, uh, moving a few boxes around uh, in the house that we grew up in that my sister uh, had since bought from my parents. And uh, she kept Cruiser's chew toys, which I think is a bit over the top. I don't know. Nasty, dust bunny riddled chew toys, uh, all masticated with big holes in them. Maybe some uh, dog lovers out there who've lost their dog, you know, you keep such things. I believe there are certain things worth keeping, uh, like the, the collar with the, you know, especially if you have the name on it and whatnot. The chew toy is a little over the top, but then again, uh, my sister puts the rat in pack rat, so maybe that's the reason. Nonetheless, what we also found in another box, or what I found, was what I used to call Cruiser's Liberace sweater. Yes. Now, bad enough, I'm not a big believer in sweaters on dogs in the first place, although I have seen some cool things. I recently saw a dog actually with a CBGB T-shirt on. I thought that was pretty cool. Certainly a way to strike up conversation with the ladies. But uh, one holiday season, my mom bought Cruiser a sweater that could only be described as a Liberace sweater. Uh, Liberace, for those of you who don't know, was a rather flamboyant, outrageously dressed pianist. Uh, this sweater just screamed. Uh, well, it begs the question. This is the point of this week's party animal. This is what leads to the question. I think my mother thought Cruiser was gay. It's the only thing that I could come up with. My mother has since passed away, so I can't ask her. But when I found Cruiser's Liberace sweater, I thought, why did you buy this for him? It's not remotely masculine. The design, Cruiser's boy. Did my mother think Cruiser was a gay dog? And does that exist? Can are, Is there such a thing as gay dogs and, and gay cats? Uh, I got to say no. Uh, you know, I watched Cruiser frolic with other dogs. He really didn't treat the boy... Well, there was that one friend of mine who had a dog named Thor, and Cruiser used to mount him. But don't they just mount him, you know, boy or girl? I, look, it's not going to change my feelings about Cruiser if I were to now discover, hey, I had a gay mini schnauzer. It, it's not going to change. I'm not going to go home and tear up that picture of the two of us on the beach that I, I hold so dear. But uh, has there ever been any scientific studies? Have we determined if uh, 
animals are capable of this? Or, or All I know at the end of the day is gay or straight, cruiser, I love you, I miss you. But I got to say, I do, would prefer if mom just bought you a, my owner went to Florida and all I got was this stupid doggy t-shirt. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. You're listening to Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Veterison. One-step wound and skin care products for hot spots, cuts, scratches, even rashes. Veterison is non-toxic. It is safe for puppies and kittens. You should have it in your first aid kit. You can learn more over at Veterison.com. That's V-E-T-E-R-I-C-Y-N. Dot com And Judy, how many bottles are you holding up there? Five? I've got five. Holy moly. Let's give them away. Five bottles of Ederson right four. now. The, four, four bottles. Three <laughs> bottles. bottles. Vegas with a Two ranch, bottles so. sitting on the wall. one 405 Good stuff. You should have it in your kit. It could be a, a little rash. It could be hot spots. It could be... Flea bites, lady, skin irritation. Uses it all the time. Surgeries. All kinds of stuff. We love it. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Joey Volani, the dog father on Animal Radio. See, Karen, you didn't know I can't my own violin players, did you? See that? I'm impressed. Yeah, you should be. You should be. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I got a, um, hold on, I got to look at the name here. Susan, and I can't say this last name, Flockovic, it looks like. I don't know, something like that. Anyway, I'm sorry, Susan, but... Bottom line is this, is, is um, she's having a problem. Um, well, she's not having a problem. She wants to know what's better. Should she be grinding her pet's nails or she should be cutting her pet's nails? And um, honestly, it's um, it's it's really doesn't matter. It's, it's what your pet is going to tolerate. Number one, I want to just change a big misconception about grinding. Grinding, if you go too deep and you hit the quick, is also going to um, hurt your dog. It's going to cause discomfort. It's going to cause pain. It may or may not bleed because you're grinding it. You're grinding it down. So it's um, what happens is you almost seal the wound. Um, but if you get too deep, of course, it's definitely going to bleed. But it definitely is painful. If you can get your dog to sit there and grind its nails, God bless you. Okay, because I find that it's much more difficult to do than to get a regular old nail clipper and clip your dog's nails. Now, two things about cutting your dog's nails. Number one, if you're a little squeamish at all and um, you don't want to see any blood, if you've never done this before, don't do it. <laughs> Save me. it for your groomer or your veterinarian because the bottom line is, first time out, I can almost guarantee you're going to hit the quick. Ooh. The other thing is, your dog isn't going to bleed to death. Don't worry about that as long as you got um, styptic powder okay, to, to coagulate the blood and, and, and stop it from bleeding. Now, my suggestion is just take off a little at a time. On a clear nail, 
if you look down the side, you could see the you could see the quick. You'll see the nice pink quick, and you want to go close to that, but not too close without making your pet bleed. On a dark colored nails, it's a little bit more difficult because you don't have anything to judge, Hal. So the bottom line is, I got to take yeah. off little by little by little. And if you actually look at the nail as you're cutting it, you'll see the uh, a, a, a it, the, the nail will be when you cut it will be white. And then all of a sudden, you'll see a little dark center starting to come through. That's the beginning of the quick. That's basically where you should stop. Um, me, personally, I'm a nail-cutting guy. I'm not a grinder. I, I, I don't have much success grinding nails as I do um, you know, cutting nails. But a lot of people don't like the fresh-cut nails because a lot of times they're real sharp until your dog walks on the pavement. So my suggestion is just get a little emery board nail file and just file it down, You know, two swipes of that, and you'll be fine. But... Sue, whatever floats your boat, whatever's working for you, stick with it. But again, be careful with the grinder because sometimes people will will grind them way down and it does cause a little bit of discomfort for your pet. Mm. And that's my tip, baby. How was that? I couldn't get one of those grinders on my cat on a bet. No. (laughs) They they hate that noise. As a vet, I can't tell you how many times we have the dogs come in, they've broken their nail, and it's just, you know, because people are not trimming their pet's nails on a regular basis. You know, we see that all the time in the grooming yeah. salon. Forget about the dogs walk in and their, feet, their toes are splayed because, and they're in agony, basically. Yep. And you cut their nails and it's almost like they've just woken up. Okay, you know, life has begun again. Okay, can you imagine you wearing stilettos, right? No, Walking I cannot. You know, well, okay, yeah. but that's how the dogs feel when their nails grow like that. So put on a pair of stilettos. And just walk around. I think I'd look hot in a pair of stilettos. You might. You might. (laughs) I'm going to walk around my house in a pair of stilettos. (laughs) And then that's how the dogs feel. But why do you think people don't trim their nails? You know, I I don't know. I I, I just think they don't realize how important it is because I basically, you know, tell people that that can't afford their pet's grooming, at least come to me and have your dog's nails cut, you know, every four to six weeks um, because it's it's just so important that that you get them cut back. But really, I mean, I'm being honest when I say I've seen pets where, you know, they were in agony and then instantly you cut their nails and and it was almost almost the new dog. Um, The dog, like, regained its life and was walking around wagging the tail happy and before that i mean you know was just misery in its face we get so many in the shelter like that and then we cut their nails and they do like a happy dance right where they're like whoa i can walk (laughs) but yeah it's tragic but you know i think i wonder if it's because um a lot of pets don't like it i mean i was nervous to do nathan You've met Nathan, Joey. Is that your dog? It's your cat. It's your no, cat. My cat. It's a cat. Okay. And he's naughty. He drew blood for me when he was six weeks old, and I neutered him. So you know. Oh, was, that <laughs> um, was your revenge. Yeah. That was it. I'm going to neuter him. But um, but I was nervous to do his nails, and you know, I mean, so I think a lot of people are nervous. And then Kinky, my other cat, her name is Kinky Girl. She's a very kinky girl. <laughs> She's she has a kink in her tail, oh. um, and so she. I quicked her the first time and then you know yeah and so then afterwards she was it took a while before she kind of you know stopped thinking mom's going to quit me because it happens if they move you quick them and it hurts so i think that may be why people don't do it do you know afraid. the best pet I have to cut nails is my bird. My bird, you lay her right on her back. And she so holds her foot out. Wow. Yeah, it's, yeah, and, 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 you, and you can cut her nails. It's no problem. Wow. How very cool mm. is that? P. 
people don't realize, like the rabbits and guinea pigs, they need their nails trimmed too. I could get a lot of them in a grooming salon. I could use my oh, nails. Oh, you did? Too. Yeah. Hey, Joey, what do you charge How? to have the nails done? How? You know, uh, we, we, we charge $10 on an average, but I'm going to be honest with you. It was one of those things. If you didn't, couldn't afford it, I used to just cut your dog's nails. Just bring oh, the dog you're in. A good job. And it was oh. mainly because. No, you know what? That was That's a situation where it has to be done. If you can't afford it, you bring your pet to me. Listen, I know I'm probably going to have a friggin' line outside the door now. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, bring your pet to me. Yeah, that's Joey Volani, the dog father. He'll clip your nails, uh, well, your dog's nails, free of charge. Yeah, I'm not going to cut your nails now. I'm sorry. <laughs> dog trainer Alan Cable's here. Aim for Dr. Debbie is Doc Halligan. This is Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with your pets, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Hal Abrams here with you. Judy Francis screening your calls. In for Dr. Debbie, we have Doc Halligan. Wow, I never heard you so quiet. I'm so quiet. I'm trying to be polite. Not on this show, you don't. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to, like, you know. Yes, you do. I got to tell you. Talk I've, over everybody. I've noticed yes. that Joey today, he's dressed to the nines. I've uh, never seen him. Do. Any chance or he can, he's trying to impress and, me. Oh, is that what's happening? That, you, yeah. you know what? Just, uh, you yeah. Know. I, so. Because I wanted, to, I wanted to tell Lori Hess because she was there. I told Karen the night. I said I think she was hitting on me that night. Remember, I told you that. That was what's so funny. Yes, she was, and I think she was flirting with you that night. And his I wife so. was right next to him. Uh oh. Yeah, so it was a little awkward. <laughs> Are you kicking and him she's under like, the table? "Let me. Can I get your phone number? Let me. Let me give you my phone number." And, it was very like he, he is lovable. He's like a big. He teddy has a bear. lot of testosterone. He does. Oh, yeah, he really does. Good. I'm telling just you, emanate. just spray <laughs> testosterone. Okay, <laughs> that's really. And cool. now that he's lost listen. weight, not listen. He that, looks, listen. You know how many pounds, Joey? Are you down? Seventy-eight. Holy wow. Wow. Seventy-eight. That's like wow. a small child. You've lost. Yeah, that's, yes, that's actually right. a big child. A, yes, yeah. that's a actually child. a large child. That's a large child. <laughs> oh, very good. Okay, well, we have Doc Aww. Halligan. She's filling in for Dr. Debbie today. Dog trainer Alan Cable's here. Dog father Joey Villani and animal communicator Joey Turner. Wendy Diamond is missing in action, MIA. She she, had, she didn't call. She didn't, I don't what, know what she happened. didn't tell you. Wow. What, what, mm, that's yeah, really strange. I don't know what happened. Uh, Stacy Cohn is She's a free spirit. She is a free spirit. You really can't tie her down. Nope. On the show in just a few minutes, Allison Eastwood. That's uh, Clint Eastwood's daughter. And I got to tell you, I used to be a big Clint Eastwood fan, but uh, I've lost all respect for him. I still am. Are you really? Why have you lost respect for him? I just, you know, the whole chair incident really kind of turned me off. And I know he has a brand new movie out, too. I, I, mm-hmm. It looks like a good movie. I won't see it because of that chair incident. Can you? What is the I'm chair incident? I really? guess I've been living that's in a I cave. That's, that's exactly what Joey said. <laughs> were, were you two the under, the, under the rock together? He wants to move into my cave. Yes. <laughs> he, wants to dra- he has fantasies about dragging me into a cave. By a hair. Is yep, that wrong? Like a caveman. <laughs> Isn't that a typical male fantasy? Typical guy, right, Judy? That's right. <laughs> they, what do they have, like a sexual thought every four seconds? Oh, there Something goes like another that. one. Yep. <laughs> 
But, Judy, they're easily manipulated because of that, right? That's right. Boy, did we get away from the chair thing. Yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah, well, so tell me the chair thing. Enlighten me. Well, Clint Eastwood was talking to a chair just At recently. At the, Re- the Republican, Republican convention. National convention. It was it was a big deal. But mm-hmm. I, I guess okay. you vet types, you know, you're always smelling Frito feet and lift, lifting lips and Flipping looking at lips. ears and all right. of that stuff. You're buried Anal in glands. That. Yeah, a guy talking to a chair, it wouldn't bother me. Did no, he have like, like a doll in there? Or? No, nothing. No. No, yeah, okay. it was it was really a senile sure. moment for Clint Eastwood, and now oh. now that I find out that uh, oh I haven't found that out yet. Never mind. No. Save okay. me, Stacy. So if you lived in a condo, how would you feel about having a chicken as a neighborhood pet? Oh, you think you'd like that one? No, nah. uh, I, I don't know. There's some people that are not too happy about that chicken. I know a barking dog can cause lots of problems. I've had a few of those. Mm. I can only imagine what you know. a chicken's doing. But I'll tell you, they took him to court. Tell you what happened. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Yeah, I can't wait. What I want that? a chicken. You do? Yep. I do. I, I want. I, listen, I want to go out and get fresh eggs every morning, you know. Can you have them where Did you live? Did you know you can hypnotize a chicken? Really? Yep. You take their head and put it on the ground, and you take your finger, and you just draw it straight back, and they just sit there. Holy, have you actually Try it. done no, this? No, they really do. We did it in vet school. Yeah. They taught you that in vet they school? Taught, they did. Now, I what paid that thing all that money years? To, <laughs> to learn how to hypnotize a chicken. <laughs> how do you catch the chicken, though, first? That's a, catch the well, chicken, Yeah, you have to run around and check. I can check. I can catch a chicken, Joey. Catching a pig is, is another uh, story. I, I can That's just visualize <laughs> this. Yeah. Now, did you learn yeah. that in vet school, too? Most everything I know I learned in vet school. That should be your next book. Everything I've hmm. learned, I've learned in vet right. school. Learned in vet school. Or, or from Joey Villani. Mm. Let's uh, hit the phones. one 405 i got to tell you, I feel a little nervous standing in between the two right here. You do? Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Alan Cable, dog trainer extraordinaire, as well as dog father Joey Villani and animal communicator Joey Turner. In for Dr. Debbie. Oh boy, she really needed a vacation. She was her her eyes were crossing. Did you notice her eyes were starting to cross? <laughs> she she really needed this vacation. We have Doc Halligan in, and we're very glad to have Doc Halligan, who's the tension between Joey and Doc. I know. Something going Isn't on there. Crazy. Now Debbie doesn't have that tension with him. No, no, no I don't think wow. anybody really does. Yeah, just wow, you two. Yeah, just bring it out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's see. This portion of Animal Radio is made possible by Lubricin. Don't let your pets suffer with joint discomfort and their discomfort with Lubricin. It tastes great. Animals love it. Visit them at www.lubricin.com. That's L-U-B-R-I-S-Y-N.com. And you'll get 25% off your first order with the code Animal Radio. And we head to Jim. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Doing good. Where are you calling from today? Huntington, West Virginia. West Virginia, how can we do? What what can we do for you there? I have two uh, two cats. One's about three years old, and the other one's uh, I don't know about four months. But our oldest one, when she uses a litter box, she does what she needs to do, and then she starts scratching all over the litter box, but not the litter. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I got to go over there and cover it all up. <laughs> Hi, Jim. Doc Halligan. That's funny. Uh, I've seen cats well, do that. 
you just have to smell, and it ceases right, right. to be funny. You're like, come on now, could you get your feet in the litter? And they're just scratch, 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 right? She, yeah. she just scratches all the plastic and mm-hmm. everywhere, but it, she won't scratch the litter. Well, now, which is the one that's doing that, the two-year-old or the f- kitten, the four-month-old? Uh, no, the kitten's great. She's. We the were hoping she might show the older one how right. to do it, you know, but... So, Okay, uh, so it's, it's the older one, and she's always done that. And so, how long have you had her, Jim? Since she was a kitten. And so, she's done the scratching on the sides of the litter box her whole life. Right. Okay. Uh, how old was she when you got her? She was um, about four months old. She was a stray. Okay. Yeah, you know, the the thing is that cats are very particular about their litter, and it's it's quite possible at that age that she probably was used to using dirt outside. Have you tried using different litter with her? Yes, we have. Okay, what kind of litter um, have you tried? The corn kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done um, all the kinds from Sam's. Hardware, I mean, the warehouse, mm-hmm. um, and that's about all. Have you tried the clumping litter? Yes. You've tried the clumping because um, I, I have a feeling that she doesn't like the feel of the of the litter in between her feet, and that's why she's not wanting to use that. They have a lot of different brands. They have a one now that's maybe it mimics more like they would use in the wild, like dirt. And I wonder if she'd like that. The other thing too is, um, do you have two litter boxes? Uh, we did, but. They only would use the one. Okay, and um, are they the high litter boxes, or Probably are they the five inches high? Not yeah, they, real you know, they... high. They're not. Uh, they're just probably about five inches yeah. high. The five inches high. And how much litter are you putting in there? I fill it about two thirds full. Two thirds full. Yeah, I mean, I try experimenting with it. I mean, they, they've done so many studies on this because it is a real problem for um, cat owners. And it's one of the reasons they get turned into the shelters is because of you know the, their litter box habits. But I would I would try different types of litter experiment. I would get two boxes. Um, you're supposed to have one box per cat. And like with mine too, I just have it right next to them. And I would try a bigger size box. So have two different sizes of box. And try using less litter. I know it seems kind of weird, but try putting less litter in there as well and experimenting with the amount of litter you put in. Um, Do do you use the scented or the um, unscented? Unscented. Okay, good. That's that's what we recommend, the, the unscented, because cats have a really strong sense of smell. Um, the one and, you're talking about that smells that is like dirt, what is the brand name of that? Are you allowed to you know, tell? You know what? I don't, I, and I can't remember. I can see it. It'll, it'll be, if you just go to a, um, a pet store in your area, they will have it. Um, it's relatively new, but like I said, it mimics more like what they would use in the wild because that's my feeling is she's been doing it since she was four months old. That's what she was used to because they get trained with the litter very early on when they're kittens between 
four and eight weeks to actually start using the litter box. She was uh, older so, than that when we got her, I think. So. Right, so she was used to going outside, probably. I, or she I, was. I, we don't know what her life story is. Right. Don't you wish they could tell you? Oh, heaven. <laughs> I just look at my cats and go, I wish you guys could just talk, right? Yes, these two, the two that we have are both uh, strays, mm-hmm. and um, we feed them Halo. Mm-hmm. That's a great diet. It's a very good one, uh, because the oldest one, if we give her anything cheap, vomits. Okay, so she's sensitive. Mm-hmm. Just wonder how much in the wild she was before we got her, because her little stomach is so sensitive. Um, but I've tried all kinds of different litters. I will go back up to Petco and see what they have. And tell them, tell them that you talked with me and that I was recommending the one that's, it's more like dirt substance okay. than the, than the litter. Because it, it, she just probably doesn't like the feel of it. Sounds like, right? She's just not using it to cover up her feces. And you guys should not have to go do that for her. Well, I right? take a, I've even taken a hold of her paws to show her how oh, to do you've it. Done it. Yeah, she no, that won't it. work. Right. <laughs> That won't work. Oh, she you know, <laughs> right? And it's funny because it, it's it's interesting because the other kitten is doing what most cats would do, but it's something with her psychologically that she doesn't like. And then what you could do is, if she does do it, you could positively reinforce her when she does do the behavior that you want. Like if you have any like treats, when oh, she jumps when she out of the box, mistake done mm-hmm. it, and it is a mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, we praise her. We oh, do good. everything, but it okay. certainly hasn't worked. Well, yeah, I do think, I, I, I mean, I've, I've treated, I've been a vet for 23 years and I have seen this before. Um, and it's, it's because they don't like the substrate that's in the litter box. And sometimes they're using, people are using too much. So you got to try, um, varying the amount that you put in there. Try a different size box as okay. well. And, um, try this. I w- I'm sorry. I wish I could think of the name of it. But you'll see it there. It's available at all the pet stores. Well, I, I'm up um, there all the time, so that's, that's okay. No and then problem. get back to us. Is how can she get back to Absolutely. us? Absolutely, it's not working. So I can, we do follow up. We'll go to Plan B. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, um, Mrs. Jim. I appreciate your call today. And uh, if it doesn't work, give us a call back. We'll try to figure it out for you. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's toll free to connect with our dream team. Also on the show today, the uh, daughter of Clint Eastwood, the mm-hmm. chair-talking guy. And that's his new reputation. That's huh? it. Are you going to tell her that you're not a Clint Eastwood fan anymore? Are you going to tell her that? She has a brand new television show. I got to check out the trailer last night. Called Animal Intervention. That's on Nat Geo. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Have you given your dog the gift of time? As many as half of all dogs have their active lives cut short by arthritis. Give your dog the gift of a long, healthy, active life. Give your dog Lubricin. Lubricin's oral joint supplement acts as a natural lubricant, ending your pet's discomfort. Lubricin has a formula for you, your pets, and your horses. Tastes great, and animals love it. Visit them at www.lubricin.com. That's L-U-B-R-I-S-Y-N.com. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly 
monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialty retailers. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40. With no special diets or exercise programs, you can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-361-2351. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-361-2351. That's 1-800-361-2351. Animal Radio is brought to you by... Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Little Judy doing the moonwalk. Yeah. It's pretty good. I, I got it going didn't on. know you could dance like yeah, that. That music gets me going. <laughs> yeah. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Litter Robot. It automatically cleans the cat litter for you. It reduces odor and customers report their litter usage goes down by half. You don't need any special supplies or plumbing. Just use your favorite clumping litter and never scoop litter, dirty litter again. They know you love it so much, they're offering you a 90-day money-back guarantee. It's available at litter-robot.com. Animal Radio customers get a $15 discount with the code ANIMALRADIO. That's all in lowercase when you check out at litter-robot.com. And, uh, boy, all the lines lit up today, Judy. Which I one know. Are we Let's go to line two. Hi, Richard. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Very good. I understand you want to talk to Alan Cable. What is your problem, Richard? Richard, tell me your problem. I'm here for you. I love you, buddy. Okay. Uh, yes, I have. My mother has a small little dog. Uh, I'm not. It's not a photo, but it's a mixed photo with a, another type. I'm not sure which. But anyways, you know how you call dogs when they see you. They haven't seen you for a while. They um, usually run up to you. Well, this dog usually does the opposite. It shies away from you. Just wondering if there's any way to break that. Does the dog do it to everybody or just you, buddy? Everybody, except everybody. Uh, most likely her. Except your mom. And how long has your mom had the dog? Since a puppy, or did she did she rescue it? Well, yeah, she rec- uh, the landlord gave it to her. It was about maybe about four months old. 
See, Richard, uh, basically it's, it's pretty, this one's pretty simple. The dog's just afraid, afraid of people. And usually that happens when dogs aren't socialized properly during that critical period when they're little puppies. So the dog attempts to flee from people because it's afraid. And that's one of the techniques that dogs use when they're afraid. They run away. Sometimes they show their teeth or they growl or they become very still. And, and that's how you know the dog's afraid. And to stop a dog, uh, from being afraid of people, you basically have to make the dog understand that you know you're no threat and that you're actually a positive thing so it, it might be a good idea when you walk in the house to it, when the dog's afraid have your mom remove the dog to another place and then you just sit in a chair and, and your mom lets the dog out and every time the dog goes a little bit closer to you to investigate your mom goes good dog and gives the dog a treat and, yeah. and the dog starts to associate you and other people with treats instead of being fearful that you're going to do something it's so funny richard some dogs people think that dogs have been abused when they're afraid of people but some dogs are just afraid of people that wear hats or people that have beards or uh people that are women people that are men when i was helping out in columbus ohio at the at the training center for the service dogs uh one dog failed because he was afraid of the walmart happy face i mean he passed everything he'd, he'd learned how yeah we couldn't walk him over a walmart happy face in the store he was just fearful of that those so things freak me out too i gotta be real honest with you whatever i said that's why i don't shop there is because those smiley faces isn't that something i mean you just never know what a dog's going to be afraid of but you can tell when they are afraid and this dog just sounds like she's very afraid and fearful so you kind of have well, to slowly be patient with her and, and get her to the point where she associates people besides your mother with pleasure well i should have said that it's a male dog and i've actually known it for a little while he's always excited to see me but it wags its tail it's always See, that's a mis that's a mistake, Richard. It it appears to you that the dog is excited to see you, but what what you're really seeing is anxiety and fear. A lot of people mistake that for for uh, oh, the dog's happy. Just because a dog is wagging its tail and going kooky, it doesn't mean they're happy to see you. What it actually means is they're afraid of you because you're coming into their you're coming onto their territory and they're trying to deal with their fear. That's why she turns around and runs away. Oh, okay. All right. And as soon as I sit in its safe place, then it comes over to me and wants me to pet it and all that. But the intro stuff is always run away and then run to its safe spot. She's fearful. She's fearful, and she's trying to protect your mother. Your mother's probably not a strong, dominant pack leader, and the dog just thinks it has to protect your mom. It's afraid of everybody. And then once you sit down... You know, and, and and it becomes mellow. She can kind of investigate you, but she's still afraid of you, buddy. Okay, that sounds like it is. That's the case. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, just be calm. Have your mother be calm and act like the dog isn't there. Just walk in, sit down, pay no attention to the dog. And when your mom knows you're coming over, it'd be a good idea just to put her in another room so that she can be introduced to you after you're inside the house. And that goes okay. for everybody. Okay. Is that the dog okay. and a mom? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> That's a good question, Joey. <laughs> Thanks for your call, Richard. one 405 8405 to connect with our dream team. Hey, I got a confession here that uh -oh. I gotta I gotta because it's um well it's no fun without without people knowing um what's going on. So just so and Judy, I'll talk to you and, and, and um every and Al and everyone else. I'm not talking to Hal um because this has to do with Hal. Uh -oh. I sent her a nice a nice email. I sent Hal a nice email this week. So I thought. Okay, uh -huh. nice email from someone. I'm not gonna get into the crubs of it. But he sent me back a response that, you know what, was I was a little jerky and if I could have punched him right through the computer uh -oh. at that time i would have but i couldn't so i Hal sat sent there, I something jerky 
How? Yeah, a little, you know, he had a little jerky response back that, that wasn't too nice. So I just said, you know what? Um, there, there's no problem, but I'll get even. So just so you guys know, because it's, okay. it's, this is no fun knowing alone. Right. I took my four dogs over to Hal's house uh-huh. and I had them all crap on his lawn. Okay. <laughs> well, that was your dog. That okay? was your yeah, dog. Those were my dogs, just so you know. And then they dug <laughs> what, up what a little because after they crap, they dig. So, uh, just want well, just so everyone knows, but I feel good now about it. Well, Hal, you know so what? We you- don't have any. You know, there's no problem. You should feel better because he actually stepped in it. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the night, I went yes. to go get my newspaper. Yes. And I, I said, that damn next door neighbor dog's crapping on our lawn again. Uh-oh. What did you do to but your it's neighbor? No, it's yeah. no fun unless people know that you did it, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> email stinks, though. You can't see what the person's intent is. I know. Is I know. You can't tell if someone's laughing, if they're being sarcastic or what. Because I'll tell you real honestly. And I, I, I think we should we share it with the audience? Yes. Go ahead. (laughs) Joey sent me a a very gracious email from a listener that said they really love the show. They think it's great that we should win some kind of award. And Joey forwarded that to me, and I wrote back, that and four bucks will give me a gallon of gasoline, (gasps) is what I wrote back. You didn't. And you know what? How? That was one of those cases that I really wish that I had like a timer on my email that I could think about this before I send it. I really didn't mean it that way, Joey. I didn't mean it to no, sound sarcastically. Yeah, no, 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 Joey, that, no you didn't mean it that way. That that was a that, that was just a nice response to to, to the email I sent you. Yeah, I can understand. You know what it sounds that. like though, Joey? It sounds like an indictment of Hal's lack of confidence in himself. If I might be a psychotherapist, there for you that. go. Oh, thank you, guys. I was going to say something else. He needed something else, but I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> Well, I'm not a therapist, so I just had my dog's crap on his lawn. All right? Well, I want to tell you, and I want to tell all listeners, we we appreciate all of your emails very, very much. And uh, we're very glad that you are here listening to Animal Radio because it means, well, we can pay rent this month. What? See, I can't even be gracious now. What the hell? <laughs> The 4th Annual Get Your Licks on Route 66 is a month-long pet adoption tour traveling down America's favorite highway the entire month of October, stopping at animal shelters along the way to hold adoptions. Thanks to sponsors Ford, Pet Plan Pet Insurance, Animal Radio, Pet Finder, and Fido Friendly Magazine. This life-saving tour kicks off in Los Angeles October 6th and ends in Chicago November 2nd. Visit GetYourLicksOnRouteSixtySix.com to find out where the tour stops near you. You might just find your new forever friend. Hey, it's Vinnie Penn, your party animal on Animal Radio. So my daughter, seven years old, wants me to take out the family photo album the other day. She says, I want to see pictures of Grandma, which is always quite difficult for me. That's my mother, who passed away uh, just about two years ago. A devastating blow from which I still haven't uh, recovered. But when my daughter wants to see pictures of her grandmother, damn it, we, we look at the pictures. And this time, you know, I, they say time heals all wounds. Uh, my ma- mother battled pancreatic cancer valiantly and went out with dignity. So uh, it gets easier. Some of the pictures are, are actually can bring a smile to your face. Funny. She was good for these funny dances and whatnot. We were flipping through, and my daughter noticed it. She actually said for the first time, she's like, geez, Daddy, you're not sad for the first time. We're further into the book than we've ever been. And I said, yeah. Uh, I'm noticing that myself. So we we went deeper. We went back into pictures she may have never even seen. And then all of a sudden, we struck a photo of my mother with our dog, Cruiser, who we lost uh, quite a few years ago. 
And lo and behold, the trigger. The two of them together, Cruiser sitting in her lap. She never even liked the name I gave him, but she let me give him the name. The two of them together, it was just uh, not ready for that one. I made fun of a girl once for having a, a doggy photo album, and it said it on front. It was specifically for her dogs. She had big dog. She had two huge dogs that would greet you at the door. I mean, they made Marmaduke look like a like a Shih Tzu. And I said, "But don't make doggy photo albums. Can't you just put them in with the family photo?" This was the first time that I thought, "Geez, you know that doggy photo album? Not a bad idea." Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. From now on, your day can start with a perfectly brewed cup of coffee or tea thanks to the Bosch Tassimo Home Brewing System and unique barcode technology. From now on, your dishes will wash in virtual silence thanks to the quietest dishwasher line in North America. Bosch dishwashers were named number one in a best value by a leading consumer publication. And right now, you can get a great deal on Bosch appliances by visiting your local Best Buy retailer. Bosch, invent it for life. Bosch offers the quietest dishwashers in North America and no major brand offers a quieter model at any Bosch price point. June 2012. Last defined by similarly priced and designed models of major brands based on the leading consumer publication. June 2012. Tasmo is a registered trademark of Kraft Foods. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. There's a western Pennsylvania city that's working hard to revitalize a key 10-block stretch of their downtown business district, and they're considering banning dogs from the area as part of their plan. Officials in Beaver Falls, population 10,000, believe that part of the problem is that larger dogs, including pit bulls and rottweilers, are sometimes left tied to parking meters by their owners, according to the Beaver County Times. Many dog owners are being irresponsible, and they ruin things for everybody, according to Steve Johnson, a city administrator. Some of these dogs are as big as ponies, city officials say, and another concern is that some owners don't clean up after their dogs. Critics express doubt that getting rid of dogs would actually help. Gary Davis told the Times the scheme was a waste of time. What they need to do is patrol the street. Davis is a retiree. He said the city is still researching a possible ban and council doesn't expect to act on it until later in the year. 
Well, the past year and a half, at least 360 dogs and one cat have died in the U.S. after eating chicken jerky pet treats made in China. That's according to a new online summary that's been posted by the FDA. Meanwhile, more than 2,200 reports have come into the agency from pet owners claiming their animals were sickened or died after eating these products. Cases have come from all 50 states and six Canadian provinces. The FDA's summary states nearly 86 million pounds of pet food came from China in 2011. The fastest-growing segment of the pet food is currently pet treats. The agency、uh, cannot issue a recall based solely on consumer complaints, but it is reminding pet owners that they can avoid the products completely, saying jerky pet treats are not necessary for pets to have a fully balanced diet, so eliminating them will not harm pets. The FDA said it is now looking into whether or how irradiation may have affected the treats or contributed to any illness in pets. A South Carolina woman who was willing to go to court over her chicken is celebrating a victory this week, according to the Island Packet. Stephanie Stewart's been asked to get rid of her family's pet chicken, Smarty, because farm animals are banned by city ordinance in Bluffton. But Stewart argued that Smarty's a pet rather than livestock and took the case to court. Well. A municipal judge, K. N. Darby, dismissed the case after the arresting officer failed to show up. However, since、uh, the judge didn't make a ruling on whether the hen was really a pet, Stewart says there still could be trouble down the road. She says she's already got two more letters from homeowners who insist that the bird has to go. I don't know. I mean,、uh, a barking dog or a squawking chicken? What's worse? I'll tell you. My neighbors would probably say my dog Jack. My black lab is probably worse than a squawking chicken, but who knows? Somebody will probably end up taking that chicken and、uh, making chicken nuggets out of it. Watch. I'm not saying I advocate that. Just so you know, I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal raking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart, and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically, so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. This is Judy from Animal. Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food, made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors: Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Licking Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at stellaandchewys.com. That's Chewy's C H E W Y S dot com. There's no doubt that it's a great time to be alive. Our grandparents could only imagine smartphones, GPS tracking, robotic vacuums, and the litter robot. Yes, I said the litter robot. Technology that automatically cleans the litter box for you. No more nasty litter boxes to stink up the house, and always a clean, safe place for your kitties to do their business. It's so efficient and earth-friendly that you'll use half the litter, saving both time and money. And the litter robot doesn't need any special waste receptacles, chemicals, or plumbing. Just use your favorite clumping litter. This is how it works. 
Seven minutes after your cat uses the litter robot, the patented litter sifting system automatically empties the waste directly into a bag-lined waste drawer, leaving a clean bed of litter for the next use. We know you'll love it so much, we offer a 90-day guarantee. You're on the cutting edge of technology, so why are you still cleaning the litter box the old-fashioned way? Step up to the self-cleaning litter robot, available online at litterrobot.com. That's litter-robot.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. And don't forget the Animal Radio app for Android and now updated for iPhone. Just uh, search for Animal Radio. And you can not only uh, listen to any of the shows at your convenience, which makes it nice for some people, but uh, you can also ask your questions directly from the app. Don't forget to visit us over at Facebook. Also, we have another contest going on this week, I hear, from our, uh, our social networking gal. She's put together another fun contest cool. with several hundred dollars worth of prizes for you and your pet. It is toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to connect with animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joy Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and in for Dr. Debbie, whose vacation, much-needed vacation. That girl works so many hours, a day, 24 yes, hours a day, practically, it seems like. She's on a two-week vacation, filling the very big shoes, and she does it so well. Doc Halligan. Doc, thank you so much for doing that. We appreciate that. Well, I'm glad that she could get away, because like you said, she deserves it. And you get to hang Great. with your old bud, Joey Volani. I know. To go way back. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> guys. <laughs> Separate those two. Listen, there's a new, brand new program on Nat Geo, and we got a trailer of it last night and checked it out. It looks fun. It looks like an interesting program, and it's called... Uh, Animal Intervention. That's what it's called, Animal Interventions. And thank you, Judy, for handing me that. I'm sorry, I'm always taking your notes. Yes, you are. Last night, the version we saw was, I don't think it's actually aired yet, so I'm not going to tell you the whole thing about it. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly when that aired. I know the show has already started, but I'm not sure when this one aired. And one of the hosts is uh, Clint Eastwood's daughter, Allison Eastwood. Hi, Allison. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Doing splendid. Where are we calling you today? Um, I'm actually uh, just outside of Los Angeles. I'm heading up, uh, driving up to Carmel, Monterey Peninsula area to see my folks. Oh, oh wave to us as you go by uh, Morro Bay. <laughs> oh, I will wave. I will wave. Animal intervention has got to be a tough program to film because there's so many peculiar situations that these animals are in. And all of them are exotic animals from tigers and lions uh, in, in a magic show in Branson, Missouri. A show that you would think that the animals were well taken care of, but you didn't think Not so, right? Not always the case. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, it, it happens, unfortunately, with a lot of, you know, circuses. Show, you know, different magic shows, different types of shows. You know, there, there's unfortunately a lot of abuse that goes on behind the scenes for your entertainment, which is really unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, I, uh, we went to Branson and visited um, the gentleman in the show, the magician. I was really kind of shocked that you know these animals are kept you know in the theater and in unnatural lighting and and they've never been outside they've never had any nature and they've never mm-hmm. had any grass or any dirt or any sunlight and it's just you know and it smells really really toxic back there so it was uh it was pretty shocking for me and and I you know I felt really bad for these cats 
Why does uh, it seem like the magician felt that these animals were all okay in the in the environment with no sunlight? Uh, he even Small says cages. they were very gentle, and he one of, the, <laughs> one of them actually takes a swipe at him. You know, I think it it has to do a lot with ego, and I think that you know he just there is a, a disconnect between you know he feels they're his family, but you would never treat your family like that. You would never keep your kid in a bathroom all day long and, you know, not let it go outside and play and, and have a, a natural life. So I think, you know, I think it's just a disconnect of not believing that animals are, you know, have the right same, you know, rights that, that humans do. And, um, you know, and, and there's a bit of an ego thing. I'm sure, you know, he's very, you know, he's a popular magician in Branson and, you know, he's, thinks of himself as quite the man, and I, I think he just kind of, you know, it's all about him dominating these animals. So, um, you know, I'm not quite, it's a, it's, I think there's definitely a psychology to it, but, and I'm not a psychologist, so I'm just kind of, you know, speaking my own opinion, but um, it's definitely, there's something there's something kind of off there. There's a disconnect between him and the, and the animals. So your goal was to go in, perhaps, and get one of these animals out? Yeah, our goal was we wanted to go in and see, I mean, our goal in the show is always to go in and be helpful. You know, we're not trying to go and ruin people's lives, and we're not the cops, and we don't have authority to do that. We come there to, to see their stories, to talk to them, um, figure out if we can be helpful and possibly relocate or rescue uh, any of the animals that they have. And this guy, you know, we had heard, um, he's been cited a few times by the USDA. There's some, there's some public records of things that haven't gone on that are, that are quite, you know, up to par. So our, our idea was to go in and ask him if we could relocate one of the cats, because one of them specifically is very, very agitated, very upset. You actually see it in that episode. It's just banging against, you know, the, the plastic, uh, you know, the plastic plexiglass and the walls and pacing and very, very upset cat. So we thought, you know, maybe he would allow us to relocate this one cat um, and free up some of the space, too, so that maybe he could make these enclosures a little bigger and just kind of see if we could be helpful at all, but he, he didn't really uh, want our help. Let's talk about you. Were there, uh, when you were growing up with Dad, were there animals around the house? Did you have animals? Yeah, I've always loved animals. I, I'm a huge animal lover, and uh, that's kind of how this show came about, was that I wanted to find a way to take my passion for helping animals and, and nurturing animals and uh, and make it into you know something that is educational and entertaining, so... Yeah, I, I had everything. Um, we, we actually we weren't allowed to have dogs and cats because my dad is uh, and my brother were very allergic to dogs and cats. Really, so I had everything. Yeah, he's actually very allergic to horses, and so <laughs> people get very upset to hear that because of the sure. cowboy movies. And I said, oh I hate to burst your bubble, but he's actually really allergic to horses. Oh, how funny! So, when, when he was yeah. on set, would he? Uh, would he? I mean, he was on set with a lot of horses. Most of the time. Yeah, I think he had to have uh, shots and inhalers and all sorts of, I mean, that was back in the late 60s, too, so I don't know what kind of stuff they had, but I know he, you know, would literally just jump on and do the, uh, you know, do his scene and then hop off and wow. try not to even, you know, touch the horse. How funny. <laughs> 
So I you, know. I'm, I'm bursting the Hollywood magic yeah. bubble there. We have to go back and look at an old movie and see if his <laughs> eyes are all watery. And... Did he Did he have dogs? Was he allergic to dogs? Um, no. Yeah, we didn't. We did have a dog, and then the dog passed away, and and uh, we never got another one because we felt that you know the allergy problem. So I had. We have pet rats. We had rabbits. I had fish, birds, um, anything you could possibly imagine. I even had hermit crabs at one point. <laughs> so I kind of. I Anything I could, you know, mother and nurture, I, I, I got that. So, What does Dad think of the show? You know, he hasn't seen it yet. We're doing a little premiere in L.A. You know, it hasn't actually aired yet. It airs Tuesday night, and it's on Nat Geo Wild. And um, he hasn't seen it, but we're having a little premiere in L.A., and I, I think he's going to come, so he'll get a cool. chance to see it then. Allison Eastwood joining us. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Oh, my pleasure, and uh, thank you for having me on, and I hope everyone checks out our show. I'm, I'm really proud of it. Animal Intervention is the program. Allison Eastwood joining us. We'll be back to the phones at one 866 next. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. Connection with our pets. It's toll free. 1 866 405 8405 to connect with the Dream Team. In for Dr. Debbie this week, Doc Halligan. Dog trainer, Alan Cable. Dog father, Joey Villani. Animal communicator, Joey Turner. MIA, Wendy Diamond today. This brought to you by Stella and Chewies. This, of course, is the uh, natural goodness food. Made for dogs and cats with raw USDA-inspected meat. Raised naturally, no added hormones or antibiotics. I was just noticing that Ladybug is actually eating some right now. She is, She likes the beef. That's her she favorite her flavor. Her. Where's the beef? Where's yes, the beef? Where's the beef? She's a beef girl. Yes, she is. Take Visit her mom. StellaandChewies.com to learn more and get a free sample over at the AnimalRadio.com website. We are going to line three, which we've neglected today, and we have David. Hey, David, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? Doing good. I have Joey Volani. Let's all bow. Dog father Joey Volani here for you. All right. What's going on there, David? You having a shedding problem or something? Yes, sir. I'm having shedding problems with both my dogs, and I was just wondering if you had any advice that I could, that could help with the problem. Now, you have you, you have two dogs? Yes, sir. I have okay, a. What uh, kind of? It's a, a Dachshund mix, and then the other one is a rat terrier. Both short hairs. Oh, okay, so the dachshund mix is a short hair. It's not a wire hair, correct? Yes, sir. It's short hair. This is a, this is an easy fix. Um, what you're going to do is you're going to go to your local um, you know, pet store in town. Okay, you're going to ask for a rubber curry brush. Now it's going to be sometimes they're round, sometimes they're rectangular. They could be square, but they're gonna. It's 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 almost like a massage brush is what it looks like. It's going to have just rubber, um, dense bristles, um, real tight together. 
Okay. And what you're going to do is you're going to run that over the dog's coat, almost as if you're giving the dog a massage. Your pet's going to like it. You're going to run it down the back, down the legs, down the side. You are going to be surprised because when you first look at this brush, you're going to say, what is he talking about? This dog, this isn't going to do anything, but trust me. It's going to pull out so much hair in the first few strokes of, of, of the brush. You're going to be surprised. You do that for a little while, I'm going to say each day, until you get to a point where the shedding is tolerated. And then basically you can get away with doing it once a week. Do it on both dogs. The other good thing about it is their coat's going to come in real shiny. They're going to look better. And you're going to be a hell of a lot happier. All right. Uh, okay. What is that brush called again, Joey? What is that called? It's a rubber curry brush. It's um, it's just it's just a um when you, when you look at it, it almost looks like a chew toy, um but it's um you know has these real short dense rubber bristles that are probably I'm gonna say um they're round probably about an eighth of an inch round in diameter and you just rub that over the dog and and it pulls it just pulls it right out. Is that like curry like C U R R Y like the, the spice? Yeah, it was spelled the same way, actually, yes. That's so cool, man. I learned so much from this show. I, I You know what? I, I, I'm not going to say I hope it helps. I know it's going to help. So okay. there you go. Thanks. All right. Call one 405 toll free to connect with the Dream Team right now. Hi, this is Doug Gray, the Marshall Tucker Band. And forever, you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. What's going on at the movies? Usually you only have to deal with people talking on their cell phone or maybe that person sitting behind you feels the need to explain the movie. But a Texas woman had an altogether different experience while watching a movie. She felt something crawling up her leg and it was a bat. And it gets worse. The bat tested positive for rabies. The Texas Department of State Health said although the woman wasn't bitten, she may have to go through some post-exposure preventative treatment. A pest management company was called in to seal up any entry points to help keep out any future crawling or flying, non-paying moviegoers. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hey, this is Big Ant from Rescue Inc. Remember, spay and neuter your animal and abuses are losers. Now back to Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio, baby. Bob, hey Bob, how you doing? Oh, just fine. How you okay, doing, Bob? Hey. I can spell your name either way, front or back. Yes, I get the I same result. It. Uh, I got a poodle, uh, just a real cutie, powder, party colored, black ears and a uh, white body, one little black spot on the top of the bat. I had a red hot participant by my own grooming stuff. I got the good Andes clippers and the wall, stainless steel comb and the combs and stuff. But I drive truck and I, I, they've just, everything got so darn busy. Uh, she, I haven't had time to groom her, and I think it's going to be a real job. She bites me when I, she's just barely two years old or not, and uh, won't let me do her, her uh, to brush her out on the feet. I can get her back, and I can get her belly. I got to get her almost in a headlock to get her around uh, her, do her ears and stuff. But uh, she'll uh, increasingly uh, start to bite harder and harder when I try to do her feet. 
So what, do I have to go to a professional or... You're a groomer, right, Joey? Uh, I am a groomer. I am the groomer, Bob. All right. Anyway. Well, I like that millionaire movie. I love that. Millionaire Good. groomer. I, I love I, that. I got to ask you a few questions. Now, when you're grooming your poodle, do you do it? I mean, do you have, I mean, you got everything else. So I'm going to ask you this. Do you have a table and, 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 and a grooming arm or no? You're just doing this um, like on a tabletop. Yes. I put her on a table and I sit on the leather couch and uh, I got the L bracket all from uh, Pet Edge and I got the, the wow, noose, okay, great. Kingsman noose. And I, but she really, to, to comb her feet or even begin with the combing out, the noose uh, thing that doesn't hold her. If I sat up higher, I use the coffee table. I live in a great big brand new RV and uh, it was leather furniture and stuff in it. And uh, I don't mind where I put her. I put her on a coffee table with a mat that I bought at uh, at uh, it's uh, like the barber rug with rubber well, underneath it. And I'll it, tell you what. You already made your job. You already made your job a hundred times easier with the grooming arm, what you call the L bracket. Okay, yeah. number one, the grooming loop, what I call, because I don't like calling it a noose. It just sounds like it sounds like we're bringing <laughs> our dogs out to uh, to, yeah. to, to, um, to hang them. So the, the grooming loop that you have, they have something called a groomer's helper. A groomer's helper is an attachment that attaches on. It attaches to the pole on that L bracket or the arm that you call it. And what it'll do is it'll attach to your grooming loop right underneath them, right, right at where the Adam's apple would, would meet. So what it does, it holds the dog's head in place. The dog is very comfortable. Matter of fact, it pulls away from the trachea so they can even breathe, breathe a little bit better. But what they can't do now is turn around and try to bite you. Two things. Make sure you're not brushing the dog too hard with a slicker brush. You don't have to apply any weight to that brush at all. I can use my two fingers and just lightly brush it through, and it'll eventually work down into the coat. So you want to make sure that you're not brushing it too hard. If you feel comfortable with that, use the groomer's helper and start on the back feet. And just take your time. What you want to do is you want to get the dog used to all this. Now, obviously, at this point, um, do you like the feet shaved like a poodle, or do you keep hair on them? I keep you hair all what, over her. Oh yeah, I use a one a third of an inch. Then, then, then you're fine because if you were going to try to do clean feet, that's a little bit different. That's something I would probably leave up to the professionals, only because it could be a little bit dangerous. But look it up, and and you already, you know, I mean, um, you've already gotten the professional equipment, and where you found out the professional equipment, you will find groomer, um, groomers. I said groomer has it. I'm sorry, it's groomer's helper. It's a groomer's helper, is what it's called. That was on groomer has it. So I just just got a little um brain tied there. Groomer's helper, and what it'll do is hold the dog's head in place comfortably and safely. It'll get the pet used to being brushed, and then you won't get bit anymore. And that's the that's the best tip that I can give you on that. Should I? I bought some. I bought three different types of detangler from the different companies. You know, for Ryan's and Pet Edge, and one okay. at Walmart. Back. And I kind of mix them all. I don't know which one's going to work best. But it, but it <laughs> just, just throw them all at the wall. What'll stick? Whatever yeah, you do, so, don't mix them. 
Don't mix, don't them. mix them, and I'll, t I'll tell you why. That's important. When you mix different chemicals together, you can make a different chemical compound because it's happened to actually people in the industry developing products that I know. And um, oh. so you don't want to mix them because they can actually react on each other. They can make it worse. They can irritate. They can do a lot of things. So when you find the one that you like, and there's plenty of them out there, there's certain ones that I like better than others, and you may like something. It's, it's really, you know, personal preference when you like find the, the one uh, that you like stick with it but yeah you definitely you know what i'll tell you you you, you know a lot about grooming so far i mean because what you're doing is right start you want to brush before you bathe um because it's going to loosen everything up it's going to help you get your clipper through the coat matter of fact i gotta tell you party color is my favorite um poodle because i i, I like the i like the, the color combination um but what you're doing is great but um again Try that groomer's helper, and you're going to see. Now, you got to remember, at some point in time, you may have to throw the towel in. If it gets too bad, you know, sometimes we got to work with our pets, and it happens in grooming salons. There's times where I have to say, you know what, it's not the right thing for this particular dog because the dog hates it that much that it could become a dangerous situation for you and your pet. Okay, I hope that helps you, Bob. And that's all we have time for today. Remember, you can grab us over at Facebook at Animal Radio or tweet us at Animal Radio or grab the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android or just uh, email us at yourvoiceatanimalradio.com Pretty funny how emailing us now is old school. That's that's the old way to get in touch with us. Or I guess you can call us at one 405 8405 all week long. From all of us here at Animal Radio, have a great week. We'll see ya. Bye-bye. Hey, you guys rock. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.